Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Baron. I'm joined as always by my co-host Tom O'Hare. How are you doing, Coach? Doing good. I didn't know I was a co-host. I, I just thought I was a guy who's who showed up every now and then himself. But I appreciate I appreciate the status. There you go. That makes you a co-host. Yeah, we're we're hosting hand together, Coach. I uh, appreciate you being here doing this with us on this journey. And it's uh been pretty fun. Got to talk to some coaches and, and athletes and alumni over the past few weeks and you know, talked to a few other schools and, and really just, you know, got some feedback even from them on kind of what we're trying to do. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of people are tuning in and like it, and it's a great way to get some of our information out, which is really awesome. So I uh, appreciate you doing it with us. And uh, Matthew Miller, who is in charge of it for our school, uh, as part of his digital media class, it helps with some of the questions and things that we ask. And um, yeah, just, just looking forward to another good week here. Yeah, we got a lot going on. I just saw Coach Rector in the hall. And I, I don't think he uh, appreciated me asking him how he likes all this rain these days. Because as you know, he's in the middle and you're in the middle of having to reschedule and schedule. But it happens every spring. And the best you can do is, is do the best you can with it. But, yeah, I know it's really throwing havoc into a lot of team schedules, including yours. So hopefully Mother Nature will be nicer to us in the month of April. Absolutely. No, I, th I think it, uh, you know, it, it does happen every spring here and there. It's been kind of an odd, you know, the weekends have seemed to be sunny the past couple of weeks, but during the week is when the rain is coming through and it's just kind of that cycle right now that's causing games to kind of move around a little bit and, and that can be tough, but, but as all of our coaches are trying to do, we're trying to let these kids play as much as they can. And um, so, so we'll kind of start off with uh, one of the bigger wins this week, uh, which came from our baseball team. Uh, which hosted Carter Newman on Monday and then opened region play on Tuesday against Florence Christian and picked up two wins there. Um, and, and just a good week for our, for our varsity baseball team um, so far. I was talking to Dylan Jones in the cafeteria just this morning. And I told him, I said, Dylan, I saw the first score of your baseball game, <laughs> excuse me, 16-15, to 15, you won. But I'm thinking myself, could be a rough baseball year. And I asked him, What's turned it around, especially the pitching? And his explanation to me was that first game, the field was wet. And it wasn't necessarily the pitching. We were throwing the ball around, making a bunch of errors. So I don't know if what Dylan is telling me is the truth or not, but something's turned that baseball team around. And I don't know how they picked up a couple big region wins. But they're beating some other teams out of the region uh, as well. So, <laughs> excuse me, they're headed in the right direction. No, absolutely. I, I think that, um, you know, you look at, at kind of where they are and, and, and the teams that they're able to play with. We're entering region play now, so picking up a win over Florence Christian was big. We'll see them again tomorrow night for the recap. You know, this year in, in baseball, we're playing the same team twice in a week. And so you, you can't see the same pitchers typically is kind of the, kind of the format for it. So, um, you know, I, I think that, that we're off to a good start. Like I said, we picked up some of those non-conference wins over – uh, two over Carter Newman is big as they're seen as one of the better teams out of the Columbia region. I know we played Pinewood late in the season in a, in a two, a two game series uh, as a Charleston opponent. And then we've got one against Florence on Friday. And then I think it's, I think it's next week's Trinity and the following week's Lawrence Manning uh, to kind of wrap up region play before spring break for the baseball team. So an exciting couple of weeks for them uh, as they go into this region slate. And then we sneak a win over Camden high school in there. We, we did. Yes, sir. Last week. I, I have still have not seen the baseball team. My schedule has not been compatible. I did see our JVs play uh, one day mm -hmm. this week. It's called about five inches. It's a good baseball game. A lot of times JV games, 
bunch of walks, bunch of errors. A very clean, clean game. Uh, um, and Coach Morrison doing a good job with that group. But I was kidding the kids when they came into school because it ended up in a 4-4 tie. Because, yeah. you know, they had to have the varsity game play. And I was telling them, there are no ties in baseball. Have you people never <laughs> heard of extra innings? I said, there's ties in soccer. At least there used to be. Uh, but they were looking at me like, are, are you kidding me? Do you? But anyway, and I really enjoyed watching them. It was good baseball out there. <laughs> My buddy Tyler Jordan uh, mm-hmm. throwing strikes on the mound. Big, big, strong young kid throwing strikes. And just a good, solid uh, effort by the JV baseball team. So I look forward to seeing them again and figuring out a way I can catch this baseball team as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, over to the softball diamond where uh, Coach Alexander has her girls uh, playing well. I, I believe we picked up a, a big win over the Lee Academy on Tuesday. And, um, you know, kind of so far, you know, what we expected to see from the softball team, but they're kind of following up and, and playing pretty well. Yeah, it, I thought they played in Bishopville was a Tuesday, so I didn't yes. go to the game. I, I found out after the game they played over here. But anyway, not you know, their previous game, uh, I think the score was was not well, wasn't well. Correct. The, the team out of Rock Hill. But I think they felt pretty good about bouncing back. Uh, you know, pitching was good. The hitting was good. I think sometimes, you know, you have a bad game against a, a really good team. You begin to doubt yourselves a little bit. But I do think whatever doubt that previous game might have created in their minds, this victory helped erase some of that doubt. I think they still, they were humble a little bit, so they know they still need to keep working hard and get better at a lot of things. But sure. it was a good win for them. Who do they play tomorrow? Is it Hammond? I they think. do, it is Hammond. Yes, sir, a Columbia team. So we'll see. But they remind me of the baseball team in some ways. It seems like it always comes down in baseball and softball in the region. How do you do against Lawrence Manning? Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's headed in that direction with softball as well. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, kind of, and even not just our region is one of the stronger regions year in, year out, similar to baseball again, um, where where us and Lawrence Manning and, and Florence and Trinity have years where they're out there as well. Now in softball this year, Trinity, it doesn't have a, a varsity team. They have a JV team that's growing. They kind of revamped their program a few years ago and they just had JV last year and JV this year, hoping to add varsity back next year. Uh, in fact, they just hired, they announced the hiring of a new varsity coach in anticipation of that varsity team next year. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, for, for, for softball and baseball, you're right. It comes down to us and Lawrence Manning a lot of times and, and how we can do those big games. And those games should be coming up here in the next couple of weeks to kind of get that measuring stick early. Right. Um, over to the soccer pitch where uh, so- soccer team picked up a, a regional win over Lawrence Manning on Tuesday. They won three to nothing. Uh, and they unfortunately fell to first Baptist. We talked about it a little bit last week uh, right. in a two to one game. So a tight game. And they do get first Baptist coming back to us later in the season, which will be a really big game for the soccer program. Uh, but picking up term, being able to bounce back and picking up a big 3-0 win over Lawrence Manning was good for them yesterday. Yeah, I was talking to a couple of the guys. I think the Lawrence Manning game, they weren't happy with their performance, but I think they were looking ahead because tonight they got Pinewood Prep here. And I know when they went down to Pinewood Prep earlier that they were thinking they were going to show, okay, we've arrived and we can play with these guys. Well, they didn't. And But I do, I, I'm talking to them, I think they're convinced that they're not six goals better than us. Correct. And, and I, they're, I think they're hoping to try to catch Pinewood, you know, mm-hmm. overlooking them tonight. And and talking to a couple of the guys, they're, they're anxious to play this game. Sometimes when you lose six to nothing in soccer, the last thing in the world you want to do is play the team again. 
But I think I think tonight I'm, I'm going to try to make it out there tonight. I'm pretty sure I can make it. I think it's going to be a tight soccer match. I know our field is a little bit of home field advantage. It's going to be a little bit tighter than what those Pinewood guys are probably used to. And I think we'll, I really think we'll be the motivated team. And I wouldn't surprise if we have a tight match out there at Patriot Park tonight. We're not, we're not playing here, are we? No, I, sir. My understanding is we're still playing at Patriot. I know we've kind of moved those no. back and forth depending on schedules. You know, no, but know talking to some of, some exactly. of the guys actually made it sound like they wanted that game at Patriot because they wanted to be the weather to be a factor and the slow pine went down a little bit and some of yeah. those elements. And the, those fields keep the water on them out there at Patriot Park. It's going to be what we used to call a quagmire out there. <laughs> and if if you are maybe not the the most if, if your if your opponent is maybe a little bit more skilled and use a little bit more finesse and a tactical approach, like like football. A muddy field can be an advantage to a team who just wants to grind it out and get in there and, and turn a soccer match into metaphorically a, a boxing match. Now, I don't yes. want anybody out there throwing punches. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, just, just grinding it out against each other and forgetting all the fancy, tricky stuff in, right. in that way. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah no, should I, be there tonight. I think, I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's one that they're definitely circling is that kind of that comeback match where I agree with you. I don't think they were happy with that result down at Pinewood. And, and I think they're ready to kind of prove, you know, that they are, like you say, on that level and, and ready to compete against them again. Um, you know, over in, over in golf and tennis, tennis team actually hasn't played since we met last. They have their first match again today. I talked to Coach McCoy this morning. They're going over to the governor's school uh, where they will play a match this afternoon. And the golf team, though, has been playing a little bit. Uh, they played in the Bingle Invitational last week. They played uh, their first region match where we finished third. But, but John Morgan Bates uh, shot 35. He shot one under par to lead the team. Um, they've had a few more matches this week where you're starting to see some of these guys, some of these newer golfers, starting to get in a rhythm a little bit and starting to understand the game. Guys like a Connor Hansen, um, who, who started, who's moved all the way up to the number four spot, I believe, uh, on the team. And, and we're starting to see some of them getting the groove a little bit, which is important in golf and, and, and starting to play a little bit better. Now, Coach Ripley, you might know more than I do. Is there like a premier dominant team out there in golf? I mean, So Trinity Collegiate's really strong. They've actually got two teams, uh, you know, about 10, 10 guys that are, that are really strong golf. They got multiple guys who go under par uh, on, on any given day. Um, okay. Porter, Porter Gowd is traditionally one of, the, one of the top teams as well. Carter Newman has had some good teams, some good individuals. But, you know, it's hard because you can have some great golfers, but to compete, you've got to have four of them right. at the state level. You know, it's not just that. It's, it's one of those weird sports, kind of like track, which we'll talk about in a minute. But with, you have the individual element of it for sure, but it's also a team sport as well. And that team element, you've got to have multiple guys that can score in order to have a chance to compete for a team state championship. And I think, you know, Trinities and Portugals, they have that depth pretty much every year. They've kind of built their programs that way. I think Coach Bates and Coach Payton are, are trying to work towards that uh, with some of the building up of some of the guys that are coming in and even some of the ladies who are playing this year as well in the spring. Um, and so, yeah, it's good to see them continue to improve and get better better each time. Yeah, you're, you're talking about it. it's a team sport, even though you have strong individuals. Reminds me exactly across country. And I'll never forget the late George Johnson, the old Ben Lippin cross-country mm -hmm. track coach, a legend in high school sports. One year, Ben Lippin didn't have a guy in the top five or six at the state meet. And, and everybody was shocked when Ben Lippin ended up winning the whole thing because, well, where are there guys? And, and if you knew Coach Johnson, you know, he's walking around, somebody said something, he said, 
Well, people have to understand cross country is a team sport too, you know, right. and, and, and the same thing with golf, you know, uh, you know, you got to put four guys together, five in cross country. So, yes, yeah, so hopefully we'll get, you know, guys like Connor uh, getting, getting better. As you said, they're new, so I expect to get better. We'll see how good those guys can get this year. Absolutely. And then a few uh, actually non actually Wilson Hall related kudos you want to send out there though, but I uh, got a message from uh, one of our swim parents of the day. We have a ton of kids uh, that are actually swimming kind of what we call club swimming this year. Um, and Sid Richardson, we recognized last week uh, or two weeks ago for qualifying for the USA sectional. So USA swimming uh, has a, a sectional, which is basically the, the Southeast regional uh, event for that, which is, which is a, which is a big deal. Um, but we also have a lot of guys that are swimming for, through the Y, the local YCA league. And they are, um, they had a good weekend last week, guys like Jack Pogue and Steve Schultz, Logan Schumacher, Bank Smith. Um, and then a few of our younger athletes as well are really going out and finishing, uh, in the, in the top 20 in the state in the top 10 area, things like that, uh, in some of their events. And so, we saw last year our swim team kind of take a step forward, and we touched on it a few weeks ago with, with Sid, but it's good to see a lot of them in this off-season training and continuing to build and work towards their sport. Yeah, and I bet it pays off next fall. I bet exactly. we have a very good boys swim team because everybody you talked about will be here next year. Correct. And, and yes, sir. I imagine their challenge will be depth. Can they find, mm -hmm. like like a track coach, you you got to find enough guys and enough races to win – the team events, but sounds like our individual guys are getting up there to the point where we're pretty much as good as all the other guys, top guys as well. That's so, right. So good for um, them. Yeah, so, so an exciting time for our swim program for sure. We've got uh, also we're kind of hitting peak uh, club volleyball and club ba AAU basketball season. We've got some kids around school participating in those, and, and we obviously wish them all luck as they go. I know volleyball is getting ready for their regionals and state championships here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, basketball is kicking off. We've got quite a few guys and girls that are playing AU basketball this spring, and I uh, just want to wish them luck and, and hope to hear some good reports throughout the season as, as they continue to work on their craft. I want to wish their parents and grandparents good luck, too, because being one of those traveling around watching all these things. Oh, yeah. I, I got two grandchildren, <laughs> five, and I'm running all over the place watching them play, <laughs> so I can only imagine. But, but, but we, love, we love it. You know, we love watching the kids. We'll support them. And I know there are parents and grandparents. Sometimes you got to get a little, up a little bit early on a Saturday. That's right. What you wanted to. But in the end, it's worth it. And your day's coming, too. That's uh, right. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, well, so for our, our interview this week, uh, we, we've kind of talked to a few different coaches. and going to continue throughout the, the season uh, of the spring talking to some of our, our head coaches. And, you know, this week, uh, Coach O'Hare is going to conduct our interview as, as I talk about track a little bit. And I uh, just look forward to kind of talking about that some and kind of where our teams are and kind of where we're going. So, Coach O'Hare, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay, and the first thing I want to ask you, Coach Ripley, we, we've got the construction going on, the, the new facility that will be a showcase around here, but it is a bit of a challenge for you because they're eating up a, a, a piece of your track and not so much the meats, but how, how have you been, how have you been uh, structuring your practice so you can still do what you need to do without the you know opportunity of having a full-scale track what are y'all doing about that so that's a good question and we know it's 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 been it's been tough at times but we know the end result is going to be awesome we're obviously everyone's very excited about the construction uh project and and we're excited about that i think in the short term it, it is certainly a challenge this year for track and field uh we are working to 
be creative in any way we can with our workouts. We've got some a lined off area that kind of hugs the fence line of the construction zone. And we've marked off how many extra feet you have to, or meters you have to add to the end to make it a full 400 or 800 or, or what have you. Um, you know, the advancement of technology these days with everybody's smartwatches, a lot of our distance kids, you know, they can measure out 800 meters because they can, it'll tell them on their watch how far they've gone. Right. So that kind of mm-hmm. helps us a good bit as well. But, you know, th- there's certainly been challenge with that. And, you know, we, we cleaned off the first turn of the track in the day. And unfortunately, it's kind of what we feared, which was going to be pretty torn up. I don't know if we're really going to be able to use it uh, in practice the next month or so, because there's just some the rubber's torn off and, and the asphalt's damaged a little bit underneath there, which we kind of expected to see. But we were curious if, if it, they had some dirt over it. We were hoping that would save it some. Um, but, you know, the, the bigger challenge has been more in the meets. I mean, not having home meets. You know, we have prided ourselves the past few years on hosting meets and hosting good meets at Wilson Hall. And people want to come to our meets because they're effective and, and efficient. And not having that ability and that power to host those meets does present challenges as well. Um, now we've worked on doing some things. We're, we're running over at Sumter High a few times. We actually hosted a meet. Uh, Sumter High was awesome and let us host a meet at Memorial last week, which was uh, very kind of them. And they were easy to work with in that process. Um, and then we've gone to the Gamecock Invitational. We'll go to the Sumter County Championships, which will be at Sumter High in, in, in a few weeks here and trying to find some local meets. But we also have to travel some more this year than we have in the past. So um, it has been a challenge with the construction, but we're doing the best we can to make it as normal of a season as we can for these kids. And you've gone toe-to-toe with some of the local schools, both public and private around here, and have done quite well. So tell us about, I know you've had a couple of your, you know, meets rained out because it rains every Wednesday, it seems. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. But tell us about some of the some of the achievements you've had in, in some of those um, meets uh, that you did get in against some local competition. Absolutely. So, so obviously the biggest one was um, over at the Gamecock Invitational uh, last Saturday. Uh, we had, you know, us, we, we were the lone private school team there, which, you know, South Florence was there, Sumner High, Crestwood, Lakewood, uh, Lower Richland was there, Eau Claire was there. Um, so some strong track programs and, and we performed really well. I mean, our, our kids came out and they competed and, and our girls won pretty convincingly. Our boys finished in a close third place. And, and I truly feel that if we had been you know, we were missing a couple guys on a Saturday meet, which is normal. Um, I think we'd have had a chance to really make a run at it. And so I think that from a team standpoint, you know, those meets are great. Now we've got to see what the Heathwoods and the Porter Gouds and the Hammonds are doing a little bit in Skeeza right. as far as that goes for the long term of our, of our state uh, championship hopes. But, but I think having that success on a local level has, has been great. And I think our kids have even seen – you know, the, the benefit of the programs, the training that we're doing and seeing it paying off is really important. Um, now, is there a meet coming up where you will see those guys, the Porter Gals, the ones that you'll see on, on a state track meet day? There when is. So, that happen? so so we'll see probably our first big one is going to be April the 6th. We go down two Porter Gals, so we anticipate seeing a good number of those teams there. Um, and then now the Hammonds and Heathwoods, I'm not totally sure, you know, we're running a meet over at OP, uh, in conjunction with Orangeburg, we're kind of co-hosting it on a Saturday, uh, not this week, but next week. Um, we, we, we are sending a handful of kids up to coaches classic this Saturday, which is a really big meet. Um, and, and we'll see, I'm sure some of their high level kids there, we won't see what their depth has to offer, but we'll see their high level kids at the coaches classic as well. And so, you know, again, the beauty of technology these days and, and track is, you know, you see the times they're posted online, you know, everything has to be posted on, on mile split. Now SC runners, it's a track site. 
And, and so you can kind of compare week in, week out, kind of how everybody's trending. So that, that helps as well. So you don't have to see them in person necessarily to kind of see where their scores are. Okay, let's talk about your girls first uh, real quick. And what area of the girls' events do you feel good about? And what, what are the areas where maybe you're working on developing some talent there? Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the biggest things with our girls program is, is right now our depth is, is really strong across the board. I, I don't know that you're going to see us have, kind of like you said earlier about Coach Johnson at, at Ben Lippin, I don't know that we're going to have this overabundance of individual state champions, per se, in different events. But our, our ability to grab those second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth places is, is going to be strong this year, as strong possibly as it's been since I've been here. I mean, we, we've really got some depth. Um, especially in the hurdles, the jumps, um, you know, we've got right now, we've got three girls that have cleared 33 feet in the triple. We've got multiple girls that are pushing four, eight, four, 10, uh, even hopefully into the five foot range and the high jump, um, our hundred meter hurdles and 400 meter hurdles. What we kind of joke about that Columbia blue wave that we want to see coming down the track when those events are called out. And then we've also, I think we actually, other than pole vault, which we're a little late starting this year due to construction stuff. I think we've already qualified somebody in every event, um, except maybe one. And so we're qualifying them and we're qualifying multiple people in them. And that's where, you know, we've got some, some great seniors that we're hoping to see step up, you know, talking about the girls, you've got, you know, people like um, Natalie Ford uh, in the jumps, Lucy Matthews, in the jumps, uh, Ellie Spencer, who's also, who's kind of dueling our sprints and jumps a little bit. Mary Jones and the hurdles are all seniors. Um, Kate Eichberg has come out to throw uh, along with Aubrey Payne, who's doing really well right now in our throws as a younger thrower. Um, you know, Lori Fleming in the sprint, Sarah Sontag in the jumps and hurdles. We've, we've got some depth where girls are qualifying in multiple events. And then another emergence this year, we see it with cross country, is our distance program with our girls with Vivian Bryant and Jordan Thornton. Jordan McInerney joined them in cart. Um, Molly Jones and Abby Bradley uh, in that mid distance range. Uh, we, we've got a, a good number of girls. I know I'm leaving some out too, so, so I hope they don't, they don't kill me for leaving them out. But we've just got so many girls on that, on that side that are qualifying and, and performing really well right now. And how about, how about the boys? I know we're running out of time, but we want to talk about them. Is there a different dynamic you're dealing with your boys team right now? So, so you know, we kind of had a talk yesterday and, and talk with both teams individually, kind of where they are. We do that throughout the season a couple of times, just kind of a checkpoint, a check-in to say, hey, here's where we are, here's where we want to be, and here's how we get there. And so, you know, through the first few meets, but our boys, we've had some guys that that have that have kind of come out this year and have, have just gotten bigger and stronger and faster. And, and we're actually on the boys' side, we're picking up a little bit of depth there as well, even in some events that we haven't had in the past. So we've got you know, three right now, we've got three guys that are pushing six foot in the high jump, uh, which, which is really strong depth and possibly, you know, taking, you know, three of the top four spots over there, three of the top five spots at the state level. Um, you know, and those guys, you know, uh, Hugh Humphreys, freshman, Daniel Boynton, the so- Daniel Burton, a sophomore, and Boykin Wilder, uh, a junior, who are all over there doing really well. We've got um, in, in the horizontal jumps, guys like Zuri Anderson, Tate Sistar will come over and jump a little bit as well. They're doing a long and triple. Uh, Miles Van Patten in the sprints. We've got a really strong four by one team uh, that I think is going to make a run on a school record and a really strong four by four team uh, that also may be in the conversation for a school record here as we move forward with guys like Wilson Frerichs, Doc Walker, Sumter Cooper. Um, Connor Smith is absolutely killing it with the distance events right now. I mean, he ran a 431 mile last week. 
Uh, we're looking for a, a big, exciting weekend out of him this weekend up at Coach's Classic. Um, and then some other sport, you know, the throws. We've got guys like Noah Kennedy and Nolan Lamb. Um, you know, Matthew Miller and, and Max Desire are throwing the javelin for us, and both of them are already over 100 feet uh, early in the season, which is exciting. And, and so I think that, that the boys' side, we're finding a little bit more depth. We've got some dual sport kids that are coming out. And I really think we're, we're putting ourselves in position to be in the conversation when it comes down to being a top three team this year. Now, let me ask a couple of things about Connor. What is our school record in mile? And the now, mile is 428, and he ran a 431 last week. Right. He's a junior. He's a junior. Yes, sir. Yeah. I guess that's Trey. Trey Parker holds it. It is. Yeah. Okay. We, we talked yesterday. We've got a couple records on the board this year that really we're setting our, some kids are setting their sights on and can really achieve. And I told right. him yesterday, look, there, there are some schools around where the school records aren't necessarily an outstanding record. The Wilson Hall record board is a legitimate record board. You're talking about guys that went and run D1, guys that have gone right. on to Olympic qualifying. And, and those names are, are in danger of coming off the board this year. And I think that that shows a lot to kind of where our boys' side has grown in the past couple of years. Yeah, I was talking to Trey a couple of years ago about that. I said, you know, you think you think your record will ever be broke? Because you always hear, well, I'd, I'd love to see. He was like, no, I don't, want, I don't want my name to go off that board. But I think there'd be a part of him to be proud of Connor. Now, with Connor on race day, you know, and you talked about uh, Trey and Miller Moss and 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 uh, not uh, uh, whom I and Robert Robert Rohner, mm-hmm. they 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 could get him four events and win through for him. Can Connor do that? Can he run the thirty-two to sixteen and eight hundred? Are you going to have to manage that and budget? I it think all? I think that's our goal uh, is to get him to a point where he can do all. And and, and what it will come down to is us looking at the seedings when state time comes out and seeing what we can manage and how we can put him in the best spot for success. I think, um, you know, having three individuals for a distance runner is very difficult. Um, obviously, I mean, you're just asking for a lot of mileage on your legs and the meat day. And, and I think it's important as we go and he's on board with kind of managing that throughout the season where we're not running that slate every Wednesday, you know, where this week we're running the 32 and the eight. Well, next week we're on the 16 and the eight. Well, next week we're on the 32, 16. And so, I think that, you know, this past Wednesday or Tuesday, he was on the four by eight relay team. He ran an open 800 and he ran the four by four. So more of a speed day for him. He didn't run the mile or the two mile this past week. And so I think that him needing to manage that throughout is going to be important. And, and he's, he's, he's all in. I mean, he's all in with what we're doing right now and is doing a great job attacking his workouts and, and, and really excited for, for his finish this season as well. Is one of his events is strong, stronger? I mean, mile, two mile, 800. You know, mile, mile and two mile both. I mean, mile, he's, uh, like you said, just a few seconds off. Two mile, he's only about five or six seconds off of Trey's record there as well. He ran a 956 early this season. So I, I think that those are his strongest. The 800 would be something just to come back and run in addition to. I think he would still run a 204 the other day, and he'll still be in contention for that, but it might be tough after that double. So that's what we'll see kind of where he is physically at that point of the year um, and then trying to find a relay for him somewhere to maybe add in, maybe the four by eight at the beginning, um, you know, just let him go out and, and try to get a couple points there as well. But he is a kid who can go to state meeting, get, you know, 20 points for us, right. you know, hopefully maybe more and, and can put you instantly in the conversation where, Ooh, okay. Now we've got that one person to do that. Now let's build around and do that. And I think that's where our depth, like I mentioned, the boys has grown and, and, and we're really excited about it. I mean, I think, I think our energy, we had a good talk yesterday and I got some feedback from some kids even after practice just saying like, you know, coach, we're ready. Like we, we, we're, we're fired up and ready to go. And we're trying to, to, to really 
change our mind mentality a little bit as we approach. I think the boys have felt the past couple of years that the girls were the stronger quote team, and and they're realizing that both of our teams are very strong. And uh, I think uh, coming out ahead against some local competition probably instilled some of that confidence as well. It did. It did. And, and we'll be interested, like I said, the next few weeks and, you know, next week, we, I'm not sure what we're doing yet totally because we were supposed to run at home, but we're not doing that, unfortunately, because of the track. And so we're trying to figure some options out. But I think going to Portugal is going to be a big day for us. Going to uh, the Sumner County Championships is a big day. And then, you know, kind of these little meets here in between, I say little meets, but Coach's Classic is a huge meet, but just a small sample of our kids going. Will, will really let us see kind of how we match up on that state level. And, and Coach, you know, Josh Jennings has been huge this year. And, and we've had a great group of, of coaches that have come out to help out. Dr. Crab's still out there. She's been there for, for a long time, has been a stable for us. Coach Molly McMillan is helping with our hurdles. Um, Dylan Reese has come back, our school record holder, and he's shot in disc and is working with our guy throwers. And Ellen Holloman, a, a parent of the school, is helping our girl throwers. Um, Teresa Sullivan is working with our mid-distances and our, um, our high jumpers a little bit. Um, Christine and Dustin Smith are working with our mid-distance some as well, helping Coach Jennings. Blaine Russell has taken over our sprints this year. Emily Jackson kind of does our our pre- and post-practice stretching and agilities. And, and we've just got a really, really good staff um, in place. Mayor Peyton Zilch out there always keeping us healthy. So, um, you know, I think that we're excited with the direction we're going and, and, and we're looking forward to kind of what we can do over the next six weeks. Yeah, I know um, you're like, you have, to, you have to engineer that team, you, getting all the different coaches and parts and practice like that. I, yes, and I, I can tell by the uh, enthusiasm in your voice that you're really excited see what this track team is going to do. And we'll get out there. We'll catch a few of them like this. Now, as the co-host, yes, unfortunately, I have to remind you that we're running out of time. <laughs> yes, sir. Bill, uh, Bill, Bill just rang, didn't he? I know. All rang. right, well, Coach, oh, here, I appreciate it. And um, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. And I appreciate giving you time to talk about track today. And, and we'll look forward to, to next week. We'll, we'll catch up with some more sports, most of all sports. But for until next week, for my co-host, Tom O'Hare, this is Coach Ripley uh, on another episode of Behind the Baron. Have a great week. See you next week.